This is Hawkeye. This is Hawkeye. What? Dude. Give it a minute. Check it out, dude. You're the star of the show. Way. Shout out to Keith. Now, baby, let's ride. I kind of dig it. Dude. Yeah. That is Jeremy Renner. This is Jeremy Renner. Um, Keith was like, dude, you got to check out Jeremy Renner. His music. And I'm like, nah, whatever. You know, like almost every other actor out there, they all have like their side gigs where they're doing music and crap, right? Yeah. And I was like, it's going to be garbage because most of them well, I mean, do it and it's not amazing, right? Or you got like, oh, uh, what's his face? He does like banjo. Um, yeah. Father of the Bread. Uh, Steve Martin? Steve Martin. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. like, so there's a lot of artists out there or actors that do music on the side. And my buddy Keith is like, dude, check out Keith or Jeremy Renner. I'm like, Hawkeye? <laughs> what? You I've know? Met, I've met him. Yeah. That, that's really cool also. But like, yeah. dude, so I spent an entire day listening to his stuff and he's like, this song's solid. It's called Main Attraction. Um, and then he's got some other stuff that sounds kind of rockabilly, but more rock. Oh. He's totally good. I was I was kind of blown surprised away. I wouldn't have put two and two together because he plays a really good D-bag in movies too. Well, yeah, I mean, like you know, SWAT. Yeah, it, there's talent, right? <laughs> yeah, no, but uh, yeah, actually, I met him downtown Cordelline. That's really cool. Like a couple summers ago, I was hanging out with Owen, and we were like walking. It was like eight o'clock on a Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. Grab coffee and uh, walk around, and sure enough, there he is, like on his cell phone, like just chilling. And like gave me the whole uh, head flip, pinky wave. Like mm-hmm. knew that I knew who he was, and kind of was like, "It's like, what's up?" Yeah, like, cool. He's like, "Hey, little man." That was, it was pretty cool. Dude, I mean, I think that's the coolest part about where we live. Um, we always have like super stupid famous people here. Yeah. All always. the time. And, and like, you know, in other cities, like people treat them like they're famous and whatever. And we're just like, oh, they're normal. Dude, I found out. So like Switchfoot, mm-hmm. huge fan, been yeah, a huge too. fan of them forever. Their uncle goes to real life. They no go, way. they like the lead singer, his uncle goes mm-hmm. to real life. Um, He's at our church a lot because they vacation up here a ton. Oh, that's really cool. And I'm like, what? Like, I'm like, dude, they need to like do a guest appearance. Come on. Like, yeah, no, that'd I be mean, so, and I know they just kind of want to be laid back. That'd be so amazing. But yeah, that'd be super really cool. cool. Yeah. So when I went to, uh, I went to new life, um, this is before real life was like a church and all that, but we had uh Thomas Kincaid actually went to church with us. Huh? Yeah. It was really cool. Um, he actually had some custom, um, or like the streamers, the big old freaking, mm-hmm. I don't know what they're called. Yeah. On, on the sides of the walls going down each side of the chapel. Is that what you're going to, is that tabernacle, a, whatever, whatever. Yeah. yeah the main, yeah, the main yeah. area. Right. And yeah. So he had, there were six, there auditorium. was three on each side in the auditorium. Yeah. yeah. And they were all special made by him for us. It was really cool. That's awesome. Yeah. No, there's so, like always random, like famous people around. Like I met John Smoltz downtown one time. Who's he? He was a professional pitcher for the Atlanta Braves back in the nineties. Okay. Hall of Famer. <laughs> no, cool. Okay. Uh, but yeah, no, he was like walking on the boardwalk one night and I was just like hanging out, drinking coffee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> may or may not have been coffee. Um, just chilling. And my, my Yeti just chilling, reading a book. And uh, this big tall guy, the hat on, like walks up and he's like, hey, can you take a picture for my wife and I? And I was like, sure. Like, you know, and then mm-hmm. I like, kind of stopped. I'm like, John Smoltz. He's like, yeah, I'm in town. We're fishing. And 
all that stuff. I was like, no way, that's freaking rad. Like, it's totally cool. I was like, I was a huge like, kind of Braves fan when I was a kid because like the crime dog with like Fred McGriff was like one of my favorite players. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, it was good times. I'm like, I'm going to let you go because I know that you probably get hounded <laughs> all the time. And like whenever I see famous people, I hate like a total going fanboy. So yeah, I mean, nobody likes it. And that's why they like to come up here yeah. because we, I mean, yeah, cool. They're here. We say hi or whatever, but we're not in their face and going insane. And that's, that's a nice part about this community. Yeah, like John Elway has a, I want to say he's got like a forerunner, just like mine. Mm-hmm. Older one, bombs around town and all the time in jean shorts and like total, you know, dad shorts and everything yeah. else, just doing his thing. Like, dude, Marky Mark lives up here also. Yeah, he's got a house last summer. Yeah, up my here. buddy, uh, my buddy was uh, taking care of him, and he was like, "Yeah, come work at any time." Hugh Jackman's got a place. And I'm like, too. dude, I want to go work out with Marky Mark. Hugh Jackman was like, my my buddy works for UPS, and mm-hmm. Gauzer's part of his route, and so he sees like all the freaking famous people because they'll like you know, rent a house for the summer or whatever yep. out there. And uh, he like pulls up and there's this jack dude doing like push-ups and pull-ups in the driveway. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I recognize you from something. He's like, and he kind of had like an accent. Didn't put anything. He's like, oh yeah, I've been in a couple of movies. And he like, <laughs> he's like, oh yeah, what ones? He's like, well, I was in the X-Men and you know, other stuff. And he's like, oh, that's awesome. Like, cool, Super man. Cool. And like, you know, gives him his package and leaves and he goes and tells his kid and his kid's like, which one? And like shows the pictures and he's like, dad, you met Wolverine. <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> You know, it'd be so, funny. It'd be neat to see, uh, to meet Hugh Jackman and ask him for a signature of Deadpool. <laughs> I think it'd be perfect. You gotta, you gotta love their Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman. You gotta love their, their whole, their whole thing. I think it's so cool. If they play with that. That's entertaining as all hell. Yeah. <laughs> so I read about this TikToker um, who has been dry scooping and you know what that is, right? Yeah. I see people do it all the time. Yeah, I mean, I do it with mine. I don't. Um, it's, it gets you a lot faster because uh, I, only, I only have like minutes before I get to the gym. Right. So literally I just pound it, put water in my mouth, swish it around, swallow it. Right. I'll just do like a shot. Just yeah. like, well, I mean not dry scoop. I'll just mix it with like, you know, I'm just lazy. water and just, yeah, I'm just lazy. I mean, you get yeah. past the part where you like blow it out your nose a couple times the first few times. But yeah, <laughs> it's like doing the cinnamon <laughs> challenge where you try to take a scoop of cinnamon <laughs> oh, dude, without coughing. I want to see if we can do a, uh, like a protein challenge. Oh, Could you imagine an entire oh, scoop of protein powder? Oh, oh, that'd be awful. Vomit. Oh, oh yeah. Barf. <laughs> I think that, I think that would be just like just like the cinnamon challenge. It'd be horrible. It'd be worse. Yeah, because it just turned into a giant so, lump of. Ugh. It'd be amazing. Anyway, so ugh. this TikToker, um, I'm not gonna. I don't know his name. Ja J A. I don't know whatever. Um, he's a fitness guy, and so he found out a dry scooping and decided, hey, I'm gonna do uh, I'm gonna do four scoops. Right. And then for giggles, I guess he had four more scoops in a cup somewhere that he just pounded also. People. What the fuck? Um, caffeine what? is deadly. I'm just going to put that out there. It's, it's, it'll make your heart stop. If you've got 440 grams of caffeine in one scoop, typically, right? Times eight, you're at like what, 3,600 oh grams gosh, of caffeine? Your heart would like burst. Yeah. Oh my gosh. His, Appar- pul- his pulse rate had to have been like, 280. Oh, dude, apparently, like, the dude passed out. His mom found him unconscious. When he was able to be revived, one eyeball was dilated and the other was was tight, you know? So he looked like one of those freaking cartoons, like, tweaking out with one big eyeball oh and they're flipping, flopping. Gosh. Um, I guess his brain began to swell because of the yeah. bleeding from it. So it caused you to have a stroke. Man, any kids out there listening, dude, if you want real advice, give me a call. Hit me up. You know me, probably. Um, <laughs> like... 
Hit us up on there. Don't do dumb crap. Read the <sighs> warnings also. Like, let's just be real and read I mean, the warnings. You know, from the generation of jackass. Yeah. And uh, how many videos, like, or how many times, like, you're playing around with your friends or whatever in the yard and, like, hey, dude, I saw, you know, they were, like, hitting each other with whatever. And, like, I had buddies that would do, like, this pass out challenge to where, like, if you lean forward and breathe in and out really deep and hard, oh, I've seen people do for that for like a minute or two, and then stand up really fast, you'll freaking pass out and you'll start like babbling and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I had buddies that would do that. I'm like, you guys are idiots! Like, yeah, oh, no, like so. Being in jujitsu, um, I wonder why kids have issues these days because they are offspring of those individuals because <laughs> <laughs> they're procreating more. Yeah, but in jujitsu practice, we when you when you train, you have to have the movement practiced on you also. You need mm-hmm. to understand what's happening, right? And so when you're choking people out, you have to have that done to you. Um, dude, there's, it's awful. Well, now, yeah, because you want to fight back. Yeah, and you, and you really want to. So it's hard to relax and just give in because you don't want to. And I mean, you have to know what the other person's feeling in order to, to, to actually do the move, right? So, but when you pass out, you have the best dream ever, <laughs> Ever. Like you wake up and you're like, oh, that was amazing. But you still feel stupid, right? Because people are smacking you and stuff, waking you up. Um, a lot of people think that if you choke somebody, they're going to die. They're not going to die instantly. You have to choke them a long, long time. It doesn't work like it does in the movies. And then breaking someone's neck is not like it works in the movies at all. Because if you Otherwise, watch. Go to the chiropractor, you die. Well, I mean, yeah, exactly. And that's the truth. So like my chiropractor yeah. is my buddy. He's, he's amazing. Um, he's like, dude, just look right as far as you can. Right. And people look right as far as you can. In movies, they don't twist them that far. No. Like, you're talking, like, you can go really far if you think about it. Well, if you have, like, the nervous tick, I pop my neck all the time. Like, yeah. I should die. So people are not dying. I mean, you're not going to, like, break someone's neck that way. You really will have to, you'd have to try, like, a mother effort to break someone's neck that way. It doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's interesting <sighs> stuff, though, right? <laughs> I just think of, like, you start thinking of all the stupid things you've seen in your past, and it's. Mm-hmm. Especially with, like, like I said, jackass. Like, I mean, how many times, like, you know, let's lock our buddy in a horse trailer and then put a king crowbar in there with him. That's freaking ridiculous, dude. I would tweak the hell out. Or like, oh, I'm going to sit down in this porta potty and then all of a sudden it's going to get slingshot about 80 feet in the air. That one was gross. <laughs> that was freaking nasty, dude. His mouth was open. I know. It was open. Oh, or like, whatever they do with paintball guns. I mean, like, how oh, many times they've, like, uh, just, I don't, you know, where they, one that was that you know what highlight is no not at all highlight is like a middle eastern sport where it's you have like this scoop like thing and it might be from india or or turkey or something like that but it's a scoop but you have a ball in it and you, when you throw with a highlight this i don't know what it's called so if you know like correct me but it goes faster than any human can throw it just like any major league baseball pitcher blows them out of the water by probably 50 miles an hour Wow. So, like, they're throwing balls at, like, when in highlight, they're going, like, 140. Mm-hmm. They were, like, throwing oranges and other stuff and golf balls and stuff like that at, like, the jackass dudes. Like, having them bit themselves volunteer to be hit with stuff from, like, one of those freaking highlight players. It was, like, the stupidest thing I've ever seen. And then, of course, uh, um, oh, what's his name that has no teeth? Um <laughs> Well, pretty much all of them, but the one that did coke a lot. Oh, the, all of them too. <laughs> Not Johnny Knoxville. I don't know who. I'm, which I'm thinking about. He got knocked out cold 
And He's like, like the the not attract the least attractive guy. On yeah, there. the super scrawny one that yeah, looks like Yeah, he's now like clean, but still weird. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, anyways. So, do you ever truly get clean? I mean, I know that like when you go to rehab or whatever, you're like you're always like supposedly in rehab, he doesn't right, drink, he doesn't smoke, he doesn't do drugs. Like, dude, that's cool. He's that's just surprising. like straight nothing. That's it's amazing. super hard because you listen to him talk and all you can hear is like, dude, you've been like, you've smoked yourself retarded. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know. Um, what else do you want to talk about? Pipeline hack? Gas prices? How are you feeling about that? How you? So, okay. <laughs> I'm not going to say conspiracy anything. Uh, did you see where the hack came from? Yeah. Right. So I'm, Ryan, go ahead. Ryan, go ahead. It's okay. Hunter. Explain it. Where's Hunter? Yeah. Where's, um, where's Hunter Biden? Just, uh, yeah. So pipeline hack. Wasn't uh, he on the board of the energy in that country where the hack came from? I mean, is it like, who thought it was even possible to hack a pipeline? Who is it? I mean, everything's computers nowadays, but I mean, like, did, did anybody in the U S go, dude, I could totally hack a pipeline. I've never even once thought that you could possibly even do that. Have you? I mean, in movies, like I'm sure super villains have done it and, yeah, but like I don't think I've ever seen a movie where they hacked a pipeline. I don't know. Like I mean, like maybe a Steven Seagal movie that nobody cared Russia. about. Russia, yeah, like right? they hacked a pipeline in Russia, and we were gonna, yeah, blow up the world. You know, like I mean, sure, but maybe so, in I mean, a 007 or a James Bond movie. We're just gonna say most secure election ever, pipeline hacked. <laughs> what most votes in history? And I'm not gonna go political on it because I I don't need to. I mean, obviously, but like it's just it's. It's really interesting. All these crazy things that are happening, man. I mean, like, so, for somebody that was freely elected to be like the leader of the free world, sure acts like a freaking dictator. I mean, like we just gave what it was 200 plus million to the Palestine. Yeah. And they, they started now bombing. Now, now, yeah, Israel. now they're attacking Israel. Israel's yeah. got boots in the ground now because they're like, nope, we're not dealing with it. Like there is a lot of crazy going on. And dude, obviously our gas prices have skyrocketed, right? Yeah. Everybody's like, oh, it's inflation due to COVID. Like this is bull crap. It's not. Because we would have had it during COVID too. Dude, when COVID was at its peak, gas prices were lower because people weren't driving. Supply and demand dictates how much gas prices are or, and, and supply is the big one, right? So we were supplying our own. We actually were. We were independent. Yeah, we were completely independent and actually selling it to the rest of the world. We have tons of oil. Um, but right now you've got those those Southern states where the pipeline was cut off and these people are going crazy trying to find any kind of gas they can. Well, I mean- you it's heard, like the you've heard of Florida man. Yeah. Now like put Florida man in a bind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what we're seeing. <laughs> I'm just, dude, I'm, I'm blown away. I'm like, I was like, uh, man, maybe um, we should go get some gas, fill up our tanks just in case it hits us. Hopefully it doesn't. I, you know, it, they said it's open now and it's over, but. Well, I mean, the big one is that with, with that, the impact there, I mean, like how much did that affect truckers and them transporting goods? I mean, cause that's a big one. People don't even think about the bacon that, is like, up 15%. Yeah. I mean, our food <laughs> prices are going up because of this, but yeah. people don't consider the fact that the more, the more regulation we put on truckers, the more we actually regulate ourselves by, by hurting the ability to get food products and foods. Food comes from the grocery store. They must make it at each store, right? Yeah. Just <laughs> straight. I mean, it just magically appears. It's Star Trek. Freak, man. We can I'm, do that. I'm a, uh, I mean, all my Democrat friends have gone silent. And I don't really consider myself a hardcore, like Republican. I'm mm-hmm. more libertarian. Yeah. Because like, I'll call out the bad Republicans all the time. And I do like, there's some real 
jackasses. Yeah, I agree with that. But at the same token, like, dude, I mean, I, I saw freaking newspaper headlines saying a sigh of relief. The rest of the world can now breathe that Donald Trump is out of office. And now the rest of the world is a freaking smoking garbage dump fire. You know, I saw this, um, this post and this guy was like, it was something like, um, you know, I kind of miss, uh, when the most powerful man in the world, right. Cause that's our president. Yeah. Traditionally, every, every uh, any president is, because we are uh, the powerhouse and the most powerful man in the world would tweet out stuff like F around and see what happens. And nobody called, nobody, the people are like, Nope, never mind. Like, I mean, yeah. I just, we haven't had war in the past four years and being a veteran, I mean, that, that hits for somebody home, that was right? really, yeah. Somebody that was really screwing with the world stability and not having any war anywhere in the world. I and mean, bringing yeah, people and nations together, such a tyrant. Dude, I mean, I mean, like people and nations together, and then there was, um, gosh, what was it? The he had Israel and Palestine in the same room. I mean, like, but it was the Afghanistan. What was it? The uh, the Kurds. Yeah, I mean, they they actually said, okay, look, we'll stop, we'll stop totally, and and honor, you know, our our deal, and they did, and there was no more no more craziness going on or whatever. And then as soon as January twentieth happened they were like okay we're out it's, yeah everybody's back on, on. everything's back on now like it just it's, we're wars back like you know we're exterminating our own people in syria again and you know china's exterminating muslims and i mean north korea is now testing nuclear weapons and china is now going to invade taiwan i mean they're sitting off the taiwanese coast yep. with their entire flipping navy and nobody's talking about it nobody's saying a word like and then China was actually on the board of the EU for ethics. Yeah. For ethics, dude. And then these other countries. They're exterminating their own people. These other countries, I, I think Iraq was on there also. And and I hate saying it, like, you can't put a country on a board of ethics that will throw gay people off of buildings. That's like having, I mean, I'm trying to think of like the right analogy because it's it's so like freaking moronic. It makes you, no sense. It's like having a porn star like trying to teach your kids abstinence. Yeah. <laughs> it, it just. I mean, it's that ridiculous. It, it just it doesn't. I mean, like, why? And, and so, and we let's talk pollution also, right? Yeah. So the U.S. has always been called. Oh, you you guys are so bad. You need to do this, right? Go look at a cobalt mine. If if you look at if you literally look at the greatest producers of pollution on the planet, the U.S. is like second to last. So yeah, we're not even there. we're not even in the top twenty. We're we're not even close. China's number one. Yep. No one's yelling at India, China. India's number two. Yep. And no no one's yelling at them. No one's saying a thing to these people at no. all. Right. And it's like we we got to start being honest with ourselves. And I mean, our podcast is always about being honest and open, right? I mean, that, that's really well, this what is, is the world that we're raising our kids in. And mm-hmm. so we're, we're, we're two dads sitting here in, you know, North Idaho trying not to solve racist. the world, not raising yeah, trying to, <laughs> trying to solve that. the world's problem. I know we, yeah. have, we have to like preface that now. Cause like everybody like, cause that's what people, the reputation. Yeah. Oh, you're North Idaho. So you're just a bunch of white supremacists. It's like, no, we ran them out on rails. Yeah. Like we did big time <laughs> and we still do. And burned their freaking party down and peed on the Dude, ashes. Yeah, their compound's done. It's amazing. We love that it's gone. Yeah. But I mean, like, we, these are things that as parents, we have to be able to talk to our children about and we have to rectify the negative news they're hearing. 
right? Or so, the sugar coating of this crap that's taking place. Like it's something positive for the world when it's actually, it's literally tearing the seams of society apart. Yeah. It's, it sucks. I mean, it really sucks because, you know, if my kids ask, I'm going to give them the truth and be like, Hey, this is both sides. Yeah. Because I want to look at all sides. I don't, I don't look at just one. I'm, I'm not like, you know, watching CNN or watching Fox news. No, I don't. I'm not, doing I don't that. watch either. Yeah. I, watch I don't news. watch any of them. Yeah. I do my research. I look yep. around. I, I look at from the outside in how, how does the world actually look at us now? What's, what's their view? What are people doing? I really try and find every, every aspect. I started using duck, duck go as my search engine. So I don't get the same three, the biased media sources oh, yeah. right off the bat. And you have to, I mean, it's like you have to set up a VPN to even, to even look around at something that's even better. So you yeah. get, so they don't know where you're from. It's, it's insane. But when kids ask about these things, we have to be honest and we have to go, look, you know what? Um, yes, we do cause pollution. Yes. We've got carbon emissions. Yep. Are we the problem? No, <laughs> yeah, because even our carbon emissions that we emit, like just look at the auto industry is the lowest of anywhere in the world. Yeah. For the, for automobiles. It's, it's even amazing. lower than Europe. Like mm-hmm. it's incredible. And yeah, we still have vehicles from the seventies and I, you know, the cash for clunkers thing that came that out was, a long that time was ago. Garbage though. So let's, yeah. let's address that real fast because I want a 1984, 85 Honda CRV. Or CRX, you know, the little one, yeah, the little, yeah. little two door. That was my sister's first yeah. car. So they, they had like 30 to 45 miles a gallon. Yeah. It was stupid. Ridiculous, they were awesome. Right. Yeah. Now, now electric cars nowadays are struggling to get that. Yeah. Your range on a new, the, what is it? The quad battery Tesla model X, mm-hmm. your range is 310 miles now. Yeah. And, and we go, oh, well it's electric. Well, no. What generates the power for the electric? Especially if you're on the West coast. Yeah. Um, Western United States. Let's be real. So if you, if you break down because your batteries are not, guess what let's they pull look at up to you? East coast is even worse. But l- what do Cold. they pull up to you? <laughs> yeah. But what do they pull up to you when you, br- when you run out of juice in those cars, a diesel generator yep. and they hook you up. Come on people. Um, and then the mining for these things is horribly Cobalt awful. is the most dirty, dirty process of any manufacturing in the world as far as creating toxic waste. And if you don't believe us, Google it. Yeah, Google well, a cobalt or line. duck duck going. I mean, like it'll you can yeah. you can see the information. It's very clear. But these cars in the eighties are getting better gas mileage than we ever thought. Mm-hmm. Now people are like, well, they polluted so much that we created catalytic converters. No, you just swapped one for the other. Now, now you're getting worse gas mileage. So you're having to run more gas, and you're polluting the same. Yep, because it all weighs out the same. So give me back in a car that's freaking has no catalytic converter that runs 45, 50 miles a gallon I, and I'll pollute less because I'll, I'm getting more mileage. I'll out give of you a seven, you know, 75, 8,000 pound pickup truck in a gen one Dodge Cummins mm-hmm. can get 30 miles a gallon in a four wheel drive diesel truck. It's ridiculous, dude. And so back in the, the 50s, 60s, I was, I actually researched this a long time ago cause it was really cool. They used to do like, it was, it was, yeah, it was 50s, 60s. They used to do how far can you get on a gallon of gas? Mm-hmm. So all of these entrepreneurs and inventors would get together. And I read about like this 57 caddy or something stupid. that got 200 miles on one gallon of gas <clears throat> Two, 200 freaking miles, dude. That's amazing. Right. <laughs> but obviously big corporations wouldn't like, you know, they step in and they buy it and they go, okay, it's ours now. And they snuff it. Yeah. But still, even based on that people, we are polluting less than any country in the world, basically we are the ones that actually have guidelines that are followed. Well, let's look at, you know, they're like, oh, well, we, we got to go towards renewable resources and renewable energy. 
And the big one around here is like removing the dams in the Snake River. I grew up in the OC yep. Valley. Like there is a huge proposal from a representative in the state of Idaho from Eastern Idaho. He hasn't, he has never lived anywhere near the snake river dams ever in his lifetime. Okay. Um, he's now like got this proposal to remove the four lower snake river dams and thinks that it, it will fix everything with the salmon and steelhead runs, ignoring the other six dams on the Columbia river between there and the ocean. Wow. Ignoring the ocean issues where you had the Daiichi meltdown that happened in Japan and actually did cause an environmental change in the ocean. It changed the pH in the ocean. Mm-hmm. That's irrefutable fact. You have the off U.S. waters fishing, offshore fishing from other countries, not just the United States fishing in international well, that's waters. That's the big one. It's the other countries that have it, no regulations. Yeah. China's coming over. Japan's coming over. There's countries that are fishing off, you know, within 150 miles of the shores of the United States. Russia's one of them, too. And harvesting those fish that have been raised in hatcheries in the United States. Yep. Do we get to claim that? No. Like you want to be good stewards. And obviously that's why hatcheries exist mm-hmm. to be good stewards of, of, you know, the land and try to give back and increase. Well, they're saying that we're just removing those four dams is going to fix all the issues of the salmon steelhead issues in, in, in the snake river system. <laughs> Are you freaking kidding me? It's not going to happen. Well, if you look at the return number, like the historical return numbers, the drop off, you know, it's like, yeah, the drop-off occurs by dam number two on the Columbia River. Well, let, let's ask what the dams are for. What do they do? Hydroelectric power. They create power. So if you if you remove clean, the dams, what's next? Clean power. Absolutely clean power. So Absolutely clean. There's yeah. no... So what's the alternative? Yeah. Are we going to go wind? They're wind saying turbines? wind and solar. So wind turbines we know are flipping awful. They're terrible. They're, they're, they're in what? The most prone to break down. Yep. They... The per cost per kilowatt hour is the lowest of most generation sources in the world. Yep. I mean, it is, and it's, when they break down, they break down. You have to disassemble and, they, and you just bury it. You, yeah. They don't. They don't just dissolve into nothingness. No, they bury the. They literally bury the turbines when they get taken down. When yep. they get out of commission, they have a lifespan of less than nineteen years. And and we think that's good. That's that's good for the environment because it's wind. And then we talk solar. And, and solar, we don't have, our grid can't handle solar. So here's the cool part, right? Most houses are hundred watt or hundred, whatever. One thing. Right? Yeah. Um, or, no, no on the grid though. Oh, okay. So the grid's like a hundred watt draw, right? Or something like that. And that's what our grid's set up for. Tesla's, the vehicles, their chargers require 75 watts. And it sounds weird, but that's actually a higher pull than the 100. Okay. California wants to go to only electric cars. They don't have a grid strong enough to handle every home. They, they can only handle, there's only right now the grid can only handle like four or five homes in a designated area to handle that kind of draw. You can't put every home in there unless you redo the entire system. So imagine us trying to go solar. Do you know what it would cost to retrofit everything to have battery backups everywhere? Oh, it's unbelievable. And then we're again, we've got batteries. The, the mining that goes into doing to creating batteries is lithium, over the top. Lithium, cobalt, all those hard, heavy metals that are used are dirty. They're worse than, and they're like, oh, well, we just need to have more small nuclear reactors. That's the alternative. Mm-hmm. I have a brother-in-law that works at a nuclear power plant. Nuclear energy is incredibly efficient. Yep. But what do you do with the waste? Well, I mean, so back then 
obviously the waste is a big issue and we always, we're always preparing for the next nuclear meltdown of some sort, right? Cause yeah. you know, the media has always propagated that, but nuclear power now set for the standards now is cleaner than it has been ever. Mm-hmm. And so the breakdown is totally different. Um, dude, there, there really is the only, the best option possible is water. Yeah. I mean, it really is. It's if, and if it's not water, nuclear or coal like, yeah. or natural gas, but, and I mean, natural gas is great. Also, Let, let's yeah. be real about it. Right. We just have to look at the U S is not the biggest polluter. We've got to stop thinking that, Oh, it's on us where we're not the ones causing the issues. We stop have to listening look to Greta Thunberg. <laughs> yeah. We, we actually have to look at what the actual cause is. And who's causing it? Because we don't, we barely, barely put anything in there. So here's, here's something that I saw on the internet the other day. Okay. And it was in, as a believer, like I, I saw it on, I follow that, the, the page on Instagram, Christians who curse sometimes. So shout out to them because they, the guy that runs it actually has listened to this podcast before. Oh, that's um, really cool. Yeah. And so, oh, go ahead. No. And so I, I, somebody posed the question and they, they wanted a response because they also pose like deep questions, right? They talk a lot about like pornography addiction. They talk about um, issues within the church. They talk about, you know, you know, X, Y, Z, whatever it is in relation to the church. They want real honest conversation. So somebody posted, man, it sure seems crazy that somebody can claim that they're a Christian and be a conservative and buy into all of these conspiracy theories. And immediately you want to get defensive, right? Like that's, well, of course. I mean, like you want to research, you don't want to blindly accept everything. Yep. My response is if you called yourself a Christian, the one who you follow was once a conspiracy theory. It absolutely, absolutely. And being a Christian, you don't accept everything as truth. No, it doesn't mean you're gullible. You view whatever. everything through you, a lens. We should question everything. And Absolutely. if you if you're a good qu- Christian, you've questioned your faith already, and you've researched it, and realized that you're right. It's or called you found the truth, right? You found your convictions, yeah. and it's totally okay. I mean, everybody goes through that. I mean, I went through that phase, you know. Yeah. I but and mine wasn't to dis. Actually, I went to try and disprove it, and that was the point of it. And it actually strengthens your argument. Yeah, like, for it, it. it yeah. it's like reading the book Case for Christ. Yep. I mean. Freaking amazing! If you've never, if you've never seen it, never, never read it, never watched the movie, check it out. It's actually really intriguing. Josh McDowell or Sean McDowell, I'm trying to remember. one of them. I always forget yeah. his name. Yeah, um, um, one's the dad, one's the son. I know both, but yeah, it's a great, great mm-hmm. book. Uh, Cold Case Christianity is another one. Um, but there's nothing wrong with researching. No, and that's what you should be doing. You should be questioning what's being given to you. And biblically, it says to for the most part. Yeah, and we're not told to be doormats. Like mm-hmm. there's that's not a biblical principle to just blindly believe anything that comes across your path. And so that's why I like pose like we talk about some of these issues like once in a while we'll kind of get on the tangent and it's like, "Oh, you're getting kind of conspiracy theory-ish." It's like, well, that's how we've how many things in our history of our country or in the world have once been a conspiracy theory and been proven. Nazism, right? was a conspiracy well, theory until we found out there was actually extermination camps. Let, let's talk about um, the child sex rings. Yeah. That's not a conspiracy theory at all. Yeah. They, they found out that there is a massive Hollywood group that did have what it was 11 different daycares daycares and they were smuggling children. Yeah. Like let, let's not forget all of that. I know that we're, we're in a different time, right? We're not really in a different time. We're just months away from that. Literally that yeah. Jeffrey Epstein was exposed 
and and everything, but people have hushed it, put it under the rug. Like, what's really going on? So you, you can't just go, hey, it's conspiracy theory. There's truth in almost everything, at least a little bit anyway, right? No. And it's, you know, and everybody wants to say like, and, I, and I'm like, well, well, Trump was part of, you know, friends with him. If he was, grill him too. Yeah. I'm not opposed to that. Easy Absolutely. enough. Mm-hmm. Easy enough. If you're but he anybody was, that has their hand in that needs to be put down. Yeah, but I have to do say, I, get, I have to say, what am I doing? I have to say, have to do say, I should use that more yeah. often, um, that he is the first president in the history of presidents to go after these sex rings, mm-hmm. to go after and save our children. Let's be real about that. Yeah. The only one ever and the only one in the history to knock Big Pharma down and lower our prescription prices. Which are now higher. Yeah, that was undone immediately. Within the first 10 days. You know what else was undone? Funding for children with special needs. Yeah. It's, um, yeah. Sorry. But we will just, get, we will get that's, total. That's we're, we're, we're just yeah. saying, yeah, we're just, these are just facts. We're just saying, There's you things know? that we see that it's like, you know, you want to look at the best, the best situation for your kids. Yeah. You know, was there candor? Was there, you know, tact and was there, you know, a good reproach when that individual that was, you no know, president Trump was in office via Twitter or whatever. No, he didn't speak. Like a groomed, polished politician. Because he wasn't. Because he wasn't. Yeah. He never has been. He was been. brass. And he's always been brass. Yeah. He's always been. That. And everybody, and, and until he was president, that was applauded and accepted. Yep. Everybody loved it. And now everybody. That he, and then since he couldn't be groomed and everything else, like some of the other shills that we've seen become president. And I'll throw Bush into that too. Like, you know, it's really hard to be like, I, I'm glad he wasn't like everybody else. You know what, it, what What sucks, though, is that you and me, we grew up before Trump had his TV show. Yeah. Right? The Apprentice was a big deal. Everybody loved watching it. They loved how brass he was. Like, everybody loves Simon Cowell. Same thing, right? Yeah. If Simon Cowell was president and he acted the way he does now, it'd be the same backlash, right? Yep. But That's I grew up in a time. That's unbecoming of a president. Yeah. But I grew up in a time before people only saw TV. Like these kids nowadays are like, oh, he was just, he was just a celebrity on TV. That's all he is. And I knew him way before that, you know, he was on home alone too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he was on there. The but, lobby's that way. <laughs> and and maybe he was always brass, but I mean, like I've never, what's crazy is that I look at the children, right? Cause that reflects parenting. Mm-hmm. And I had friends that actually went to, um, it, it wasn't, it was like a very expensive camp or whatever, or with very privileged people that went to a camp and his children were there and they said his children didn't spend time with all the other privileged people. They went and spent time with the cooks and the people doing all the work and help them. And to me, I'm thinking, Holy crap, that's good parenting. Yeah. Like that, that's, that's people that are humble and have humility. Um, you know, and you can have a crappy marriage life, but still be a good parent. Absolutely. You know, like his, his dirt bagness of, of his past relationships. Mm-hmm. I don't agree with, right. I still think he could be a good parent through that. Oh yeah. And I mean, divorce doesn't make you a bad person. No, let's start there. And things that you say in passing don't make you a bad person, man. Do. Okay. So let's, let me, let's just, when he said, grab him in the whatever, right. In the locker room, I'm not going to say the full word. Right. But when he said that in the locker room to to another dude, guys talk locker room talk, I'm going to put that out there. Right. But I've had girls come up to me and tell me worse. Mm -hmm. Ask me to do worse. Do you want me to go ahead and repeat the worst thing I've heard from these people? Cause like, let's go ahead and go. If you want to like grill one person, let's everybody air their dirty laundry and say the worst thing that they've ever said. Yeah. Basically. If everybody did that, nobody's perfect. Right. 
And so get, I mean, like, yeah, okay, that so, dude became president. But I'm sure that George W. Bush has said stuff like that. Obama's definitely probably said stuff like that. Every I mean, person like, in their history of life has said something like yes, that. Yes, Teddy Roosevelt probably said something along those lines. I mean, FDR had probably at one point. Oh yeah, absolutely. I so mean, let let let's just be honest. Yeah. <clears throat> so that that this should, that's our little tirade for right now. I mean, just I wanted. To, I mean, I don't. We didn't mean to go there really, but it's it's one of those things. Like people, we have to be real with ourselves to accept other people and know that, Hey, if I'm able to grow and change as a person, can't somebody else? Yeah. I mean, this is almost coming off like defensive, but because it, I mean, I see, you know, literally a voter base was called enemies of the state mm-hmm. by our current president, the new one, right. That was so, you know, legitly elected. Yep. And, you know, so legitly elected, he literally called a majority of the country enemies of the state. Which is crazy. That's ridiculous. Yeah. So you want to, I mean, immediate divisiveness, right? And the majority so, of those people fought for this country. So you, you let's look at the, the Black Lives Matter and, you know, the race issues. Is it, you know, they may be acting out of defense for themselves, right? Yeah. And we have to acknowledge that as people, maybe they aren't of color. They're like, they're entitled to defend themselves. Like 100%. Their like point we, of view. Any, yeah. yeah. Anybody is. Yeah. Anybody is. Just like if you're any political stance or whatever. So if if we're not allowed to be critical of that movement or of their their plight, and like let's be cognizant that like some some of their issues are legit. Mm-hmm. Like there's stuff that, that that has existed in some place in this country or does exist. And it's still going on, yeah. It's still going on. Absolutely. I mean, do, is there some systemic racism in this country? I it would be a fool to say no. I can't call it systemic because it's not being it's not promoted every, by the system. It's not in every facet of our country. Yeah, but it, but yeah. it's but it, the systemic means that it's being promoted and it's okay. No, that, that nobody is not okay. nobody's okay with it. No, but there are people out there still doing it. So yes. it doesn't make it systemic. It just makes it racism. So I would say there is there is race there's racist driven bias that still exists within our and country. All those jackasses need to be resolved. Absolutely. Hundred percent. I don't think I don't know anybody that would really disagree with that statement. Yeah, not at all. And so, if you're if you're able to have your axe to grind for the for those individuals and speak out for that plight, and what is any difference for defending the one that wants the personal liberties, reser- you know, reserved? And there is a Christian mm-hmm. or the that wants to still go to church normally. Yep. The individuals that want to protect their Second Amendment right. The individuals that want to have the right for charter schools instead of public school system. Oh yeah. I mean, like you could start breaking it down into individual groups of race or non-race or whatever. We should be allowing those individuals to speak out in defense of themselves instead of silencing them in a way of speaking out in conspiracy or in a way of, Oh, that's just, you know, you're just doing Trump talk or yep. whatever. Or are you just privileged? You're privileged. Yeah. You're privileged of speaking and How showing. Many- I know, I know so many people who grew up in a trailer and still live in a trailer. Yep. Let's be real about that. Cause that, I mean, so when, when you talk about white people, crackers and white trash are traditionally people that live in trailer parks and that, yep. that's what you think of immediately. Rednecks. And whatever, that's, yeah. we all know it's not true because there's some amazing people that live there and some people that just do whatever because you've lived there. Does that make you privileged? Dude, I know people that live in a trailer house. They've got a lot of zeros in that bank account. Yeah. A lot of zeros because in those, they're in behind those like rice round numbers because they're grinding. Yeah. And they're, they're living below their means, which is fantastic. That's how we should all live. By the way, if you're out there living above your means and you're on welfare, you're doing the wrong thing. 
if you thought it was a great idea that you can sit on government assistance during COVID and make more money, and that was like the best decision for you, and now you're upset that those are going to be taken away, I don't feel sorry for you. We've been working the entire time, and we've been yeah. busting our humps. And I mean, like, dude, we're just, we're the middle class that yeah. doesn't get anything. We don't get a handout. We don't get help. We don't get anything. And so that's where I'm like, you know, in the part of this, like trying to teach my kid that, you know, everybody says capitalism is so evil and blah, 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 blah. And it's like capitalism is only as evil as the individual that has the ulterior motive. Exactly. Capitalism so you're posing, giving us all you're of putting these a morality on a, on a structure for people that inherently have tendencies to be immoral. I will say also socialism is immoral. Like if that's the case, if you want to say capitalism is evil, socialism is definitely evil. Absolutely. Well, I mean, the people talking about capitalism being evil are the ones with Apple, Apple watches yeah, and iPhones and all sorts of craziness and multiple flat screen TVs in their houses going, Oh, capitalism is bad. Let me, let me turn on my TV. Right. If capitalism is so bad, you should stop buying into this crap then. Because yeah. that's what promotes it. Capitalism is great because if you don't buy it, it goes away. Consumerism driven. Yeah. Yep. And that's what it is. Socialism is stealing from your neighbor, neighbor and giving it to yourself. It is taking something that it has never been yours and making it yours. Yeah. In order for the claim that it's for the greater good that everybody needs to be on the same playing field, no matter the level of effort. Good man. We, we went on a tyrant. We, Woo. Yeah. Anyways, time We're for leave that. So yeah, we'll give a commercial break here real wait. fast. So here is to our sponsor. And, and we're, we're back, back here, yeah. Cool. And uh, speaking of but, somebody that should be a sponsor. Yeah, I know, I'm totally. Like, I, I was shout them out because I keep smelling myself today. And I'm like, we were going off and I was like, man, I really wanted I to bring this up. Smell delightful. Dude, mention that. So uh, Patriot Company, Patriot Men Com- Men's Company, they're based in Hayden, Idaho. Cool. Um, dude, they're soap. Legit. And you're saying it's better than Squatch. Yeah. Legit. Legit. I mean, oh, I would tell you, like, get a nice deep, like, smell on my neck, like the nape of my neck, but it'd be kind of awkward. But. Dude, I'm telling you, it is legit. I'll have to go pick some up. And I mean, uh, their uh, beard, beard. I don't know if you use beard balm ever. But uh, every once in a while, but I don't have much of one to use. Dude, so. I'm not wearing it right now, but I was wearing it last night. Only if beard. I don't have my Manscaped 3.0. The hipster repellent. Oh. It's, it's the name of the beard balm. That's awesome. It's like cedar and citrus. So good. Dude. Is, uh, so shout out to them. Super awesome product. They are a veteran-owned company. Mm-hmm. Locally owned. Made in Idaho. Uh, North Idaho, especially. And uh, so shout out to Patriot Men's Company. You can go to their website or uh, they do have a Facebook and Instagram page. I tagged them um, on our social media accounts because their stuff freaking rocks. I guess they got like a hand cream mm-hmm. that like you can put on tattoos too. And it brightens oh, that's really tattoos cool. and stuff too. So I dig um, it. I love the name of one of the soap was Dirty Hands Clean Money. That's really cool. Yeah. Super legit. I totally dig it. All right. Yeah. So this, uh, this episode we're going to be talking about um, co-parenting. Right. And I wanted to, to bring up a few things first. Um, things that I've noticed just walking around, being in Walmart, doing whatever, right. Um, that, that I want to bring light to because we're missing these now. <laughs> right. And I, I hope, are you reading that? Yeah. I'm reading the notes and I'm like, Oh dude, it's, it's totally true. It's okay, like raising so, a to- this, everything you say to a toddler. Yeah. <laughs> so I want everybody, everybody, doesn't matter what age you are to think about this because I've seen this from Little kids in, in the store to adults that don't know you're noticing, right? We're going to talk about refining children. Everybody teaches children right and wrong, right? And they teach them to brush their teeth and do whatever and put their clothes on and all that stuff. But there is a level of refinement that we have to teach all children to, to make them even better people, right? So 
let, I mean, proper manners. And, and it's funny because I always think about Miss Manners from um, Ernest when he had his TV show mm-hmm. and he played Miss Manners. And it was, it was great because it actually was true. So people, are you teaching your kids not to slouch anymore? And, and you know what slouching is? That forward oh, yeah. shoulder roll, right? Oh, yeah. and it's that every child does now. Terrible for your back. Yeah. But you, you see kids, every kid does it, right? My mom always said, pull your chest out, roll your shoulders back. That's how you should stand. Frumpy. Don't, Don't right? be frumpy. Don't yeah. slouch. Everybody knows, we, we've all heard it, if you're my age at least, clean behind your ears. Yep. You're in the shower, clean behind your ears. That's Always wear pretty clean basic, right? underwear. You don't have to go to the hospital. Like, yeah. I've heard that one too. But, Always yeah. wear clean clothes, right? Yeah. Don't pick your nose. In public. Yeah. Don't pick it and eat it. Right? Dude, I see that and it is like the most dude vomit-inducing. Driving, just- <laughs> driving down the street. Oh my gosh, it's so awful, right? So <sighs> I, I drive down the street and I see people doing it. In their cars. Well, the and, picking and I'm the like, nose thing is it's the eating it part that I'm just like, Bleh. it's gross. If Ugh. you're in public, don't do it. If you need to blow your nose, blow it in a tissue. Yeah. That's what you're supposed to do. Don't pick it and flick it, right? Like, or don't pick it and eat it, yeah. right? If, you're, if your fingers go from your nose to your mouth immediately, I'm grossed out instantly. Like that's, that makes me want to puke. I'm not going to lie. It is nasty, <laughs> right? Um, but these are things that we stop teaching our kids. Don't scratch or adjust your junk in front of people. Dude, I see that all the time. I mean, like, yeah, there's the sports aspect of it. Like, I mean, because you're wearing a cup. Yeah. And you or, have to like, or if you have to wear a jock it. or like in football, you wear like the girdle yeah. that has like the pads in it. Sometimes like that butt pad just kind of slides weird and you got to like, ah, and you have to yank your butt crack a little bit. But like there are people but, that you see people, their hands down their pants. Dude, I, dude. See, dude, I see like high school kids grabbing their junk all the flipping time. Now, if it's itchy, go wash it. That yeah. means you're not showering enough. Sometimes it's just like the security thing. They'll just sit there and they'll tuck their freaking hand in their pants and like grab their ball. I'm like, what are you freaking doing? That doesn't make any sense. Because I mean, like when we were kids, if we were doing that in school, we would be in the principal's office and being yeah. like, hey, he's masturbating in public. Something. Like straight up taking the wrong connotation right off the bat. And why they wouldn't do it nowadays blows my mind. Away. I don't get it. Um, don't spit. Don't freaking spit, people. Spit's gross. Gross. When people are, when little kids are hawking loogies and sidewalks or even adults, that grosses me the hell out. It's one thing if you're like, I mean, I've been like mowing the lawn and you like, get you know, something in your mouth. Yeah, of yeah, course. Yeah. Right there. I mean, there, of course there's going to be a situation. Well, like I, that's what okay. grossed me out was like sitting in, in traffic and like some dude just, and then hawks a freaking loogie out the window. Yeah. Effing gross. Like these, these are not attractive traits at all. No. Um, Dude, if you need to clean yourself, if you got to pick something, scrape something, dig into something, whatever you got to do, go to the bathroom and do it. We all know that's the place for that. Nobody wants to watch it, right? Pretty basic. When you're eating, I was taught to put my utensil down between bites. And why? Because that means I'm not trying to force feed myself another bite while I'm chewing because digestion starts in your mouth. And I think we all forgot this, that we have to chew more than three times before you swallow. You want to break it down there. There are I'm like so many of what I do when I eat. And I'm like, dude, there are so many yeah. kids. Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's put the fork down or put your hand back on the table. You put your hand. I always put my right. hand beside the plate and rest of the fork on the yeah. plate. And you can hold yeah. it. Right. But there are a million kids out nowadays that have stomach issues because they don't chew their food all the way. Ah. Your stomach's not made to digest a whole food. It's meant to help continue the breakdown from your mouth. Chew more. You'll yeah. actually, you'll probably lose weight. Also, let's be real. The, the more you chew, the more satiated you get. The mastication. Yep. You want to masticate on my weenus? That's chewing on the elbow, people. 
That's what that is. It's true. But yeah, I mean, like, no, it's one of those things, right? When you talk to somebody, look that person in the eye. Make eye that contact. That one, the eye contact one bugs the crap out of me. Stop looking around. Stop avoiding it. Make eye contact. Be proud to speak like, to them. Yeah, but people's like look down in a way, yeah. you know, and it's like. Because they can't handle it, right? If you meet somebody, eye contact, shake hands, palm to palm. Get into it. Don't break their hand. You mean you don't want to shake elbows with everybody because yeah. of COVID? Yeah. I shake no matter what, right? But fist what bump happened, me. dude? Fist bump, fist bump. Just little knuckles. What, I mean, what happened? When did we stop teaching these things? Is it because our grandparents are dead now? Is that why? Because our grandparents from the 50s and 60s aren't, aren't, aren't telling kids to do this stuff? Dude, there's so much I mean, gross. This was the, there was actually classes in school that this was like taught. In school. Do you know how to eat soup? Has anybody ever taught you how to properly eat soup? With the spoon underhanded? Yep. Lightly sip. But backwards. When you scoop the soup, you don't scoop towards you, you scoop away from you. And the reason why is you start at the near part of the bowl and backwards, so when you scoop out, it drips onto the bowl itself, into the bowl, and then you bring it to your face so the drips are no longer dripping. Is that crazy? No, I had an etiquette class when I was in high school, actually. We actually had an etiquette, like we had a formal dinner. And I mean, it was like, yeah, the cool thing about going to a small town school, you still did stuff like that. It's amazing, dude. I mean, it's incredible, but nobody gets taught this stuff anymore. Yeah. It's just eat as fast as you can, get it done as fast as you can. It, it just blows my mind away. You know, one of the things that bugs me is, you know, we're, we're talking about like this refinement of these traits of like just manners, right? Mm-hmm. What about character? Well, I think that part of the manners piece refines your character sure. at the same time. But I mean, also we're seeing like character traits are and do not have, you have a strong, I mean, let's look at it from the aspect of the toxic masculinity. We don't want men to act like men, like shaking hands firmly and looking somebody in the eye is domineering. That's a domineering trait. We can't have that. And looking up when you walk, don't oh, look at the full, ground. Are you full look, of yourself? Yeah, exactly. You're full of yourself. What are you better than me? Yep. You know, and that's like the crap. I mean, like, so, you know, then we start being able to like speak out against things and injustice, right? We want to teach kids to like, we're, they have this generation of these social justice warriors. Well, like learn to do it in the right channel. So you don't sound like a freaking ass at like it's a loud mouth all the time. Like come up with a, and I don't know if you had to do it either. Like when you were in school, but like a, you know, diction is one thing like diction, how to speak, yep. how to speak clearly, how to get your point across, how to formulate an educated argument. How to speak with tact. How to, yeah, and without attacking somebody yeah. or calling somebody out, like, as your adversary, you call out the action instead of the individual. Mm-hmm. And that's where I'm like, we lack. It's like, and I think social media has a lot to blame with that. Oh, well, I mean, when you, but, can be, when you can be a keyboard warrior and not get punched in the face, yeah, that's when people started acting above their rank. And I don't mean to, I, I don't want to put it that way, but it's true. When you're humble enough to realize that, man, if I say this to somebody's face and I can get beat up for it, you're not going <laughs> to say it. But if you can say it in a way that you're like, oh, it doesn't matter. I'm just going to say whatever I feel like. Now you're a keyboard warrior. Everybody's tough till they have to get punched and, in the mouth. Yeah. And you don't know your place. <laughs> it's funny because a lot of people are intimidated by me. Right. Yeah. And I don't know why. Like I'm, I'm a, I'm a freaking weirdo. I'm just a goofy, happy, nice guy. Right. But the way I walk and the way I stand, people are like, oh my gosh, you know, and I'm, I always get the, are you a cop? No, dude, I'm just 
He's a co-op. I'm proud of who I am, and I was taught how to stand properly. This is this is how yeah. you should be walking as a human being. Sorry, you, you would stand out like a sore thumb in Boston. Like, oh, it's a cop. Totally, it's a co-op. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, these these are things that just that cause issues, right? No. And so, if we're not teaching manners and character and how to live a good life and how to be a good person, this is where we're missing the the mark with our children. You, you know, and it's like the saying, and I don't know if I said it in the last episode, the man who stands for nothing is the one who falls for anything. Yeah. That was actually my senior quote. Good quote. Yeah. And I'm like, and I think about it, I'm like, but I, I really do lean on that. Like, I do think that if like you are so weak in your convictions that you're willing to believe anything you hear without challenging, you have no foundation. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and so, I mean, and so like this kind of goes into the next oh, topic yeah. where we're going to talk about taking a stand and acting with courage, but like, you know, when, if you're that much of a, and I know, and I use pansy lightly, but like not in the term of being weak as a, you know, physical attribute, but like if you're mentally mental and character, you are such a character pansy, right? Your yeah. character is so weak and you have no fortitude. Fortitude is a word that gets absolutely lost these days. Because what is fortitude? I mean, and it is built upon multiple facets of life how you carry yourself how you treat others is a huge part in martial arts it it was it was strength of mind and character it's fortitude yeah and that's it strength of mind being able to stand up for your beliefs and your moral values i have no problem somebody wants to be you know if i'm if it's going to challenge like my political beliefs so they want to be liberal great but if you're going to do it just like how i have my my stance and my basis have a formulated approach and be able to approach it and defend it. Yeah. Have fact. I mean, for me, dude, it, it, I, I want to have my paradigm challenged and I'm totally okay with that. Do it all the time because that way I'm always growing and being stimulated. You know, if, if somebody has a different opinion, I want to hear it, but come at more. me in a way that does involve tact. You're not attacking me. And, and if I come back with something you don't like, don't feel like you're being attacked. Explain to me. I yeah. truly want to know what's going on. I want to understand. And that's why I like, I mean, with the, the BLM approach, right? I had, you know, one of my friends, you know, is a person of color. And so I approach it as like, I need to understand that. Cause from the outside view, from my standpoint, from being 1500 miles away from one of the situations going on for me, from the outsider, it looks like this, this is how it appears to me. Is that the reality or not? Yeah. Is that right. true or not? Well, for me, it's my perception. I perceive it to be that way because that's the visual appearance. I don't know everything else that's going on, going on behind the scenes. Can you bring light as an individual of color to help me understand a viewpoint behind that, that may bring a different perspective to where I understand and go, Oh, well, okay. Then they're justified in their approach. Yeah. So far, I haven't had anybody that said, yes, they're justified in burning everything down. No, I haven't but either. I've had people tell me, dude, I mean, this is, this is what it's like in these, yeah. these areas. And I go, man, you know what? That sucks. And if you need me to fly down to beat somebody up, I'll do it. <laughs> I mean, like, you know, like, no, like what are you yeah. going to do? Right. You know, I'm, because we, we won't stand for it and we love too many people, but I just, I see so many, and, and this is part of the parent co-parenting, right? There are too many children now that aren't taught to man up. And that's not a negative term. Manning up means to suck it up. And, and deal with adversity. And that's really what, what it is. Right? Embrace the suck and yeah. be willing to fail sometimes. Women man up all yeah. the time, right? Absolutely. 
stop following the crowd, right? So everybody out there is claiming right now to be an individual. We're all individuals, but they're all acting identical. They're all following one thought process. So if one person starts shouting, then it's two, then it's three. And then everybody's like, oh, I've got to do the same thing because I want to be accepted. You're not an individual anymore. So stop. Be strong enough to stand up and be you, right? I mean, that's how you learn to love yourself by being you. And I think that's, you know, one thing that we get lost on is the ability to not really give a rip of why you are the way you are, like how somebody perceives who you are. Yeah. I am who I am. God created me that way. I have my personality traits. Yeah. I've got my faults too. And you know, like it's not my responsibility for me being who I am to change who I am to fit how that person sees me. Well, it's not my job to make you like me. No. Right. And it's not at all. And not everybody's going to like me. I mean, I might come off either brash or very outspoken, or I might come off very warm and charismatic too. Mm-hmm. I don't, I mean, it's like I've gotten both. It's going to be all over the board. I mean, really. And, and, and which is fine. Like, I don't like for me, that's my goal is just like you, who I am is who I am. And you get to see who I am and you're going to probably see, and it's very upfront. Like face value for me is me. I'm going to treat everybody the same. If yeah. you're, if you're kind of a, if you're D bag to us. Yeah. Right? I mean, and it's real. you get what you give, right? I may not be a D bag back to you. I will just not give you my attention. Yeah. Like sometimes my feet do the best talking for me. I just walk away. I mean, dude, I, I feel, I feel so bad for our kids and, and this is part of co-parenting everybody. I'm sorry that we're kind of going on little tangents here, but it really is because we, we have to see both sides of the crowd because parents have to deal with these things right now. I feel horrible for any white child. Right. It, it's awful because they're literally saying boys. just because you were born, you're bad. White male. Yeah. White boys. But, but they're saying you're yeah. born be bad because you're white. And then they, and that's a generic term. Every news media outlet. Hey, children, I, I want you guys to know you're not bad. Your, your history is not you. Right. right? So your individual boys history are- is you. Yes. But just because forever ago somebody did something wrong that's not me i wasn't part of that i was never even on board with that so i'm not going to say hey like you're bad right brian and i are straight white men with conservative values because we value family and and caring for people and taking care of each other and and working for our we value hard work too and that's and that's part of it like i don't value you know it's like i value charity instead of handouts like there's a difference between the two. Oh, totally. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it, I value charity a lot. Like if there's, you know, you're, you're taught to take care of the alien, the orphan and the widow, like that's biblical. Mm-hmm. We're supposed to do that because we do that out of our storehouse, out of our extra and of what we have, we give back to those in need that have yeah. none. If you have the ability to have some and choose to have none, I don't have to give to you. Exactly. That is also biblical too. Well, I mean, a lot of people miss the part where you, you, before you pull a splinter out of your, your friend's eye, you pull the tree out of yours. Yeah. Right. And that means that in that it's not just a, oh, I take care of me before you. It's, it's a, yes, I need to make sure that my needs are met. If I'm going to be able to help you also, I'm not going to rob a meal from my, my table, like to rob my son of a meal in order to feed somebody else that has the ability to go put a meal on their own table. Now, if I have excess, I'll give you my excess. I will invite you over for dinner. Exactly. I'll share a meal. And that's how it should be. But being forced is not a good way to do that. So, and it's, it's hard because I mean, in the co-parenting situation, I mean, 
your households obviously are going to differ. Absolutely. No, no two households in it split. I don't care how good your divorce was or how good your breakup was. And you have a kid together. Like you can think you co-parent so amazing. You're going to have different households. Mm -hmm. I know people that co-parent great. I do. It's going to be different struggles in each household. Also mine versus Amy's is totally different. Yeah. And it is a massive difference there, but we co-parent together. She reaches out to me all the time. and goes, Hey, what do you think of this? Or what are your thoughts on this? I know. And, and, but we've had differences. We've had to develop it though. Also, we've really had to, had to go, okay, you know what? Life happened. How do we come together to care for these children of ours? Because that's all that matters. People. It's not, it's not you against her or him against you. That's not how it works. It's how do we best give our children everything they need in our absence? There is one team. Yeah. And it's the kid. Mm -hmm. It's the child or children, right? The child or the children. There's one team that you need to focus on, and it's them. Obviously, there are things that are in the scope that are limit the parent's ability to have the best decisions in certain circumstances. So I'm not saying a dad that may have 5% custody because he was abusive gets to have the same co-parenting say agree. as the mom. And, and there's also the reflexive well, I mean, to that, too. We, but we like, have to understand. It, there are extraneous circumstances that would not allow so, something like that. You have to be real with it. So it's yeah. not going to be equal every time. Of course. And it's not, and we're not advocating like 50, 50 is not always anything that should be advocated for in some, in some circumstances. However, 100% of your effort for the child is absolutely advocated for. I'm going to give what of what I have of a hundred percent of me and my abilities. I'm going to give, and I hope my son's mom does the same hundred percent of her, her abilities. It depends on the cup size, right? Yeah. I mean, it depends on like how much they're, they're able to pour in, but a hundred percent of her may be six ounces. A hundred percent of me might be 24 and vice versa, you know, like in, in situations. And that, does that mean that she's not giving any, she's giving less than me? No, she miss may not have the same ability to give that I do. And that's okay. Yeah. But also we have to get over our, our differences at, to an extent and just look at, you know, there are boundaries in place for a reason. So operate within those boundaries. How do you maximize your boundaries? Co-parenting doesn't mean you have to be friends. Oh. And that's what a lot of people miss is that you don't have to be friends or be friendly. You have to be cordial with each other and understand that we are doing what's best for our child. Sometimes you're not going to agree, but you can still work tactfully to make yeah, things come the, together. The goal is still the success of the child. And that's literally what it is. Part of that, I mean, so right now, um, and I'm going to just bring it back to this real fast because I want to finish this topic on children. Um, there are so many people out there right now that are just trying to be accepted. Remember high school, how it was just like it was a struggle and you're like, man, I just want people to like me. Yeah. And then finally, like you're over your freshman year, you get into your sophomore year and you're like, oh, I don't really care a whole lot anymore because I've already got friends. And then pretty soon you're a senior, you're like, oh, who gives a damn, you know? Um, but right now they're media and mass everything since it's wrong to be straight. Like it, it's bad if you're straight, right? Cause you're, that's not cool anymore. Everybody and their dog is trying to be something else. Right. A new version of straight. I'll, yeah, I'm going to be, you know, whatever alphabet. Well, I mean like you insert, like or, there, there's a million kids out there that are just trying to be accepted that are now like, Oh, well I'm, I'm not straight. I'm, uh, I'm not, I'm, I'm bi. Yeah. Right? Or they're, I'm asexual because I don't want to be straight. Yeah. 
or or they're pulling out all these other polynomials, pansexual. Yeah, Jeff, I'd right. Whatever. And I think yeah. I, I I don't know what the, I think that's the one where it's like oh I I I'm sexually attracted to people that I love, is what it is. Yeah. When in in my mind I'm like that doesn't make sense because I love my mom but I don't want anything with her you know. Yeah. Um. So but. I, I also understand the fact that, hey, you know what? Yeah, I'm not giving it to people that I'm not in love with. And that's how I feel. That's how Ryan is, right? That doesn't mean that we're giving it to dudes, though. I'm not sexually attracted to a man. Nope. And, and that's the difference. I think people, Definitely not. <laughs> well, people, I think they've really misconstrued what love is versus sex, yep. right? And sexual orientation is a sexual attraction to something. Yeah. And then love means that... Dude, I love, I love my brothers. I love Ryan. I love, I, I love my yeah. brother Junior, right? That doesn't mean I'm sexually attracted to them. And that's the difference. So, I, I mean, I can say, hey, I'm proud to be straight. Even my gay and lesbian friends love me because I'm proud of who I am. Isn't that weird? I mean, like, I, can, I have, you know, friends that are homosexual that, like, you know, I don't agree with their lifestyle. They know that I don't agree with it. But it doesn't mean I'm going to treat them like a freaking pile of crap. Yeah, no. I mean, it doesn't mean you're not going to love I'm gonna, them. I'm not going to accept their orientation but i will accept them like there's a difference like acceptance is and like we always say like tolerance right there's a difference like oh we gotta have more social tolerance look at the definition of tolerance what is tolerant what does it mean to be tolerant i'd have to google you know? it like just to, off the top of my head i will give you it because i've go for tried it. to memorize it <laughs> it is the cohabitation of opposing viewpoints which is how it should be you have your thoughts. I've got mine. I mean, it's like you're arguing over like, you know, so we look at, we, I don't understand. We can deal with people that like pineapple on pizza. <laughs> can we? Yeah. I mean, you know, it's good on a burger too. It's good on a burger, but you know, but in the, in the same token, but we can't like accept somebody that may have voted for Trump. Well, I mean like, so my, my, or, one of know, my best friends, Jay, he came out to me, right. When I lived in California and he's still, one of my favorite freaking people. He's an amazing guy, right? He is very left-leaning from what I can tell. I have no, no negative feelings towards him at all. Yeah. Because he's allowed to feel how he wants. He's allowed to look at life from a different lens. And I'm okay with that. You know, I, I might feel like, hey, you know, you're wrong in these aspects. But he might go, dude, no, you're wrong because I see it from this point. It's perception. Yeah, and I mean, we have our truths, right, of what we, we believe and especially if we view the world through a biblical mindset, you know, does it mean that I'm going to go out of my way to keep coals on somebody because of the way they choose to live their life? And is that, is that really what love looks like? Dude, that's co-parenting. I know. Isn't it? Right? Yeah. I mean, everybody yeah. listening, we just, yeah, I just flipped that, but that's literally what that is. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to go seek failure for my ex. I want to see her succeed because that's going to benefit my kid. I mean, let's be real. When Biden became president, did you want to see him fail? No. no. Am I seeing her? No. Yeah. But yeah. So he is. <laughs> in, in do, our I opinion. See, do I want to see it? No. Like, because the failure is on our country. Yeah. It affects every single one of us. So we want him to be the best. Absolutely. And succeed. I mean, I didn't vote for the guy. And I'll be honest. If he's in, do I want him to fail? Hell no, I want him to win. And I want him to win big and prove me wrong. Yep. Right? And that's it. And that's how we, what we should want for our co-parents. I want Amy to win so big it's not even funny. I want her to be the best mom on the freaking planet. 
succeed and have the best marriage ever. Yeah. That's what I want for her. And it sounds weird, but it's absolutely the truth. Because that, all that, my creates a that, be- that creates a better environment for your children. Mm-hmm. But it also creates a better environment for your heart. Well, I mean, I mean, you're not, I mean, we can go back to the forgiveness episode, but like, that's, I mean, the root of it is I, I chose to love yeah. her yeah. just because things didn't work. Doesn't mean I choose to hate her now. I want her success in everything. And I want to reach out and go, Hey, Amy, look, we're having problems here or there's an issue here. And when she's struggling, I want her to reach out to me and go, I need your help with whatever. Okay. I'll help you because I expect that when, when my ba- when I'm not there, she's got my back and she can expect from me that I'm going to have her back the entire time. Also, my kids come home and say craziness and I call her and I get the truth. I've got her back. Yeah. Right. No, and that's, I mean, that should be the goal of a good co-parenting situation. And even as say you're, you're married and you just go through conflict, you know, like that's a co-parenting situation, is it not? Oh, it absolutely is. Because you both, it's two different worlds. Anytime yeah. you join two different people together, you're going to have two different styles. One's going to think you're being too mean or too aggressive to the kids. And one's going to be like, you're being way too lax for the kids. And then you get that child that plays mom against dad. Because kids will do that. Now, raising kids, in my house, we're a pack, right? And that's my brother's house, Junior, also. And Ryan, I assume your house will be this way eventually also. But you're the pack leader. They have to lean on you and know exactly, right? If there is, in a wolf pack, you see the younger pups come up and start pushing the boundaries, right? And they will test it. They know who the leader is, but they're going to push the boundary and nip and do whatever. And the leader puts them in their place. That's required in a house. And when I'm not talking husband and wife, I'm talking husband and kids, right? Or mm-hmm. mom and kids. If the kids can play mom and dad against each other, guess who's leading the house now? It's that child. It's not mom and dad. So mom and dad, you have to bond together. <clears throat> if the children are playing this game, you have to support your husband or your wife in the bad decision, if it is a bad decision, you think, at that time. If you have a problem with it, Bring them somewhere else. Do not address it in front of the children. Address it behind the children's back or away from them so that if there is a change that needs to happen, the person that did the wrong thing can go and say, you know what? I apologize, kids. I did the wrong thing. So they don't lose face and the kids don't lose respect. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Because that, I mean, that's one of the biggest problems I see. Well, it was just probably <laughs> made, made me think of something. And it was like, do you know who the biggest narcissists in the world are? Children? That makes sense. They are. And do you know why that is? Why? Emotional maturity. I mean, well, okay. And the frontal narcissism, lobe. Narcissism yeah. is a disorder of maturity and they want to rule their world, right? They want to be the king of their world. Mm-hmm. Kids are the king of that. Yeah. And they will manipulate. They, they will, will manipulate. manipulate the crap out of it if you yeah. allow them to, and do not create boundaries for them to exist in. They need to rule what they have the ability, the what you know what the boundaries are set to rule over. If it's dressing themselves in the morning, what toys do they get to play with? You know, the, the you give them the ability to rule their little world, mm-hmm. but you're creating the parameters. And what's what's hurting that also is helicopter parenting. The helicopter parents are allowing the children to rule through emotional manipulation. Yep. Remember um, when, when you were in school and your girlfriend broke up with you? 
because I didn't have a girlfriend until I was in college. Okay. So when I was in school. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I can't say that because I did have a couple crushes that like we were really good friends. Okay. It didn't work out. So there, there was a so you, smidgen you of heartache. It. But yeah, 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 yeah. So I was dating a girl. Her name was Jessica in high school. And I was all about Jessica and wanting to marry her and whatever. I was all in, right? She broke up with me my junior year, junior, senior year, somewhere around there, right? Mm-hmm. Did my mom come and get me from school? <laughs> what do you think? Do you think I just she left? could have drove to school to slap you? Do you think I, I, I <laughs> made you go back to class? Do you think I had the ability to leave school? <laughs> no. Or do you think I had to to basically man up? Oh my and gosh! Handle my emotions the rest. Did of Did your mom day? come bring you cookies and and stuff so you could help get over it and coddle you and try to distract you from your pain? Think about it. I mean, how many oh, parents know. nowadays are doing that? Uh, we just named Be- a lot because those two well, examples. Yeah, oh yeah, easily, right? <laughs> but but the problem is, is that we're not creating emotionally mature men and women by doing that. We don't let people ever address or accept their emotions and feelings and yeah. learn how to work through it. We we've we've gotten to a point where it's like any kind of adversity, we want to save them. Let's go distract them. Yeah, we, you shouldn't have to deal with that. We're going to pull you from that. No. You absolutely have to deal with bullying. You have to deal with all of this stuff because in the workforce, you're going to have that and you're not going to be able to run you away. Know what the best feeling is, is beating a bully. Yeah. Like that's an awesome feeling. I don't know if you've ever had that in your life, but like, Oh, I have. I mean, it, take it from the sports aspect or from whatever business, even like you just get beat up by somebody. And then all of a sudden you, instead of like physically laying hands on them and beating them, mm-hmm. like you put them in their place. Absolutely. By just how you carry yourself, it, it is, absolves the situation. That is a phenomenal feeling because you're like, man, all right, I got this. Like, I can do it. It's really, it's really interesting. The more we cuddle our children, the more their emotional well-being goes down. Have you, I mean, has their self-esteem gets better because it gets worse because they, they even perceive it as I can't fight my own battles. There have been times when I've stepped in, um, when a bully was bullying one of my friends and my friend pushed back on me afterwards because they lost face. I was trying to be helpful. I was, I, I, I yeah, didn't yeah. want to have to deal with it. You know, I was like, no, you're not doing that to my friend. It's not going to happen. Right. But they were upset because they lost face. They weren't the one that defeated the bully. You were. Yeah. And I mean, honestly, you know, looking back on it, I didn't realize how much that would affect somebody. Yeah, And it's so weird, even if they would have been bullied and they would have had to walk away, at least they wouldn't have, it would have been them, you know, it wouldn't have been somebody else protecting them. You know, and so as a parent, like I, and I've seen it as, uh, you know, in the classroom aspect from the teacher side or in the the field coaching. Um, But as a parent with just struggles with kids, I mean, I'll go back and say like, I've lost four athletes to suicide. Yeah. Which freaking sucks. And uh, it, you know, it's like, we don't know what's going on, but you know, mom and dad, how many times did mom and dad for help out that situation by pulling the kid out of it? How many times did a coach pull the kid out? And I look at it and I'm like, for those cases, I don't see any. So then what was it? It was the environment that they didn't feel safe enough to be able to have that conversation of what they were going through. They didn't have enough quantity of time yeah. to express. There wasn't the relationship built that like, Instead of talking to me about the difference between cover one and cover two in defense and their role at free safety on who they're covering, could have came and said to me, coach, I've got some stuff going on at home and it's really hurting me. 
I think a lot of people, a lot of kids don't realize they can reach out. They, or they're, they, they're not strong enough to reach out. I think we get way too serious about the things that don't matter. Oh, and I said that, and I put that quote up the other day. It was like, you know, the biggest thing in life isn't to be a failure. It's to be really, really good at the things in life that don't matter. Yeah. And that it's so true. Like the, the thing that scares me the most is not failure being great at things that don't matter. Like that's, and so I look at that and I'm like, man, did I fail my, you know, my athletes by not creating that, that space. I was really good at talking to them about football and everything. And I was really good about hiding the stuff I was going through in my own personal life. Mm-hmm. That some of the stuff I was dealing with could have helped them. If you would have opened up a little bit. Of- yeah. Like, Hey guys, here's why I'm not here. Yeah. You know, every day. And, and that's why we do this podcast. Yeah. I mean, legitimately, this is, this is one of the reasons why is that we need people to know they're not going through this alone. No dudes, you're out there, you're struggling with, with raising kids and, and dealing with, you know, your children and, and their possible sexual preferences and whatever work, work life stress, um, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're right here with you. It's, it's a battle and you don't need to do it alone. We're all, we're, we're hanging out. I mean, that, yeah. that's why we do this whole conversation. That's why we have women on sometimes because we want their point of view. We need to understand it. Yeah. That's, and we don't mind asking those questions. And it's safe to have female friends. I mean, like it really is. As friends, nothing more. <laughs> it's actually super cool when you have somebody you can genuinely I've go got, to and talk. I've got like three or four women that I, I could talk to about anything without feeling there is ulterior motive or feeling. And my yeah. sharing of stuff. And just don't ask him to look at something. Oh. They'll be like, hey, can you check this out for me? Because that opens up a new can of worms and that should be for your doctor. <laughs> okay. So I got this weird rash. Yeah. <laughs> is this normal? Have <laughs> you, you seen jock? Is this to look like jock itch to you? <laughs> look, I have a hard time trimming this. Can you take care of that? No, there's, there's, there's limits, of course. Um, but yeah, I mean, we, we absolutely are here for you. I mean, that's my brother Jr. reaches out all the time. I mean, yeah. every night he reaches out and lets me know he loves me. Um, every morning when I wake up, I say it back because, Hey, you know, I'm asleep when he reaches out. <laughs> it's kind of funny. I just like kind of leave this as a token. Like, I don't know if you've noticed this in your life. Have you ever, like you've done the love languages test before? Oh, right? All of them. Yeah. How many times have you how, taken it? Like in the last five years? Uh, probably once in the last five years, take but it, it changes. Again. Take it again. Yeah. Cause it's always changing. Because words of affirmation used to be number two on my list. Mm-hmm. It is dead last. Oh, wow. Like, I talk about things changing like that. It was like that's my neat. list went and flipped completely on its head, except for touch is still number one. It's always been one and it still is. I have, I have one but, more thing I want to say about, um, yeah. or we end this. Sorry. No, it's totally okay. <laughs> no, it's totally okay. It's, it's, it's all good. Hey man, you know, we're here for this. Um, I know that there's, there's parents out there whose children are coming to them about their, their sexuality because the kids don't truly understand the difference between love and sexuality. Um, you know, I, I talk about all the time, how, how I would accept my kids, no matter what they say. Right. And I truly, in my heart believe that I know that it would be a struggle to understand initially. Right. And it would be because I I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand. One of my my mentors is dealing with this right now. Yeah. And so I don't truly understand. And so I wouldn't know how to talk to my kids about it. Yeah. He's a pastor and has like, yeah. I mean, no, nobody's, I mean, it is what it is. Nobody doesn't matter what your walk of life is. It'll affect you yep. eventually. Right. And so if you're, if you're a parent 
um, and your child has come to you and said, hey, look, I am this or I am that, the first thing you need to remember is that you love your child. You don't love their sexuality. You love them. Secondary, no parent wants to talk about their children's sexuality with them or to them. We don't even want to think about it. That's a given, right? I don't want to think about what my daughter does. I don't think what my boys are doing, although I know it's going to happen eventually. Yes, that's pretty simple. Um, but I love them no matter what, right? And that's all that matters. If they want to come and talk to me about their life and about everything, if they're struggling in a relationship, I'm going to treat it the only way I can. And that's from my viewpoint. Have that conversation. But if they come out to me and they say, hey, look, I'm bi or I'm gay, um, I'm going to question. I'm going to want to know, hey, is this, is this truly it? Or do you just feel like you love somebody? Right. Cause love doesn't mean sexuality. And that's, yeah. I think that might be an entire. Uh, or is it just cause you feel different? Yeah. Like, and, and there's different aspects to it. And like, that's, you know, and from the aspect of, you know, people like, well, you can't pray the gay way. And you know, it's like, especially for individuals of faith. Cause I think that the church culture is getting really affected by this too. Like nobody, no section of, of humanity is really immune from that conversation. And it can't be. Yeah. And so, you have to, instead of getting to know, like the, if, if homosexuality is something you look at, I don't want to say a thing of it as a symptom, but like it is a result of a heart thing, right? There's something in the heart going on there. So understand the heart, like where's the heart at? So that's where you say like the love or the sexual attraction. Mm-hmm. You have to be able to deviate between the two. Well, most because, people don't know what love is, yeah. period. They go, oh, well, I, I, I love this person. And because I'm so, I'm so twisted by media and whatever is that if I love somebody, I'm going to have sex with them. And that's not the case. No, Cause then you're going to have you be used a ton. Yeah. You're never going to be loved. Yeah, but, and, and, and if, then now you're just like this, you know, gay person that has been taken advantage of time and time again. Mm-hmm. And I mean, and that, that could be a thing now legitimately. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, there are plenty of gay people that are just legitimately gay and that's awesome. Yeah. You know, I'm going to love you anyway. Right. Um, and I'm going to say, I'll be honest. I will. I love all of my gay friends. I think you're, you guys are amazing. And I know I see the struggles you guys have. Um, but it's these younger kids that are, are coming out in like elementary school and high school and even younger where parents are trying to say, Oh no, they chose their sexuality. And you're like, they don't even know what that is yet. They don't even know what love is yet. So you parents need to step up and have the conversation and go, this is what love is. Love does not mean sex. It does, does not mean sexual attraction Two totally. They're totally different things. So before you block your child out, before you say, look, I don't want to deal with it, except that this may happen at some point in time and that you have to have the conversation between love, sex and sexual attraction. It's pretty basic. That was kind of a deep thing to end on. Um, but no, it just, it's, the show is deep. So, I mean, I cried last week, so let's get, yeah. <laughs> there just, there's a lot going on in our world nowadays and I, I keep seeing it and I keep hearing it from kids in high school and from, from young kids. And I see it in, in the media, how, you know, they're like, Oh, I'm gonna let my three-year-old determine, you know, his sexuality. No, you can't, man. I was playing with Barbies until I was like freaking 13 because I didn't care. Didn't mean I was, I was a girl. I was just a dude that enjoyed playing with the girls. Yeah, it was well, fun. My, my kid one of his favorite colors. He likes pink. It's like pink is cool. I'm like, sweet. All right. Dude, I mean, when if you were born in the 80s, you probably had a hot pink huffy. Yeah. I, had I had a hot pink I huffy. I had pink shirts in college, man. Heck yeah. Right? Pink was in again. It was the new black. But we have to remember <laughs> that maturity is, is the issue here. If you want to let your child choose his sexuality, that's totally fine. 
but you have to remember that there is a maturity of the heart and of the mind that has to happen first. You know, and as a parent, and I'll kind of end with this, because our goal as parents is to prepare our kids, right? For life, yes. For life. And we are living in times that we need to be prepared for. And, you know, there, you don't want things to catch you by surprise. Not at all. And so some of these conversations we have is so you're never caught off guard. You're going to have ammunition or we're going to have it because this is a conversation between the two of us as well. They're like, we can go, we have things to go to like, man, I've talked about this before. We're like, what, you know, and go back and roll it back and play the tape. And so, you know, we have this stuff because either we've seen it or it's something that we've had to like kind of digest of how would we approach it if we, we were faced these issues in the future. I mean, we'll even talk about money. At some point. Yeah. I mean, I think we'll talk about finances and everything else, but, um, you know, we just want to make sure that everybody that listens here is heard, understood, you know, feel safe to have like the conversation of, you know, what we talk about doesn't really have a lot of quote unquote mainstream value of what people think is really important, but really it is like there's this is the all heart of the matter is love. Mm-hmm. And you know, what does that look like? Because there's so many different ways of, of expressing it. Yeah. And I so, mean, you know, the yeah. stuff that I talk about is because it's conversations I've had or it's something that, that I know is going to happen eventually. Um, and if you guys, I mean, reach out to us. If you really, if you guys are having questions or anything like that, you know, reach out to us on Facebook through yeah. either our personal pages or through um, you know, the advocacy page. And we'll both answer. Uh, we're, we're here to help and just kind of give you our two cents or at least help you wrap your, your mind around it if you're struggling with something also. I think it's so funny we talk about, we start the show with conservative rants and we end talking about gay, <laughs> being like gay, like homosexuality. Hey, but, but, but we have to, right? Because <laughs> yeah. I mean, like it's, like you said, a pastor's dealing with it, right? I mean, yeah. these are things that are real and we have to accept. And it doesn't matter if we, if we accept those lifestyles, if we like their lifestyle or not, we love, Ryan and I yep. both love, and we both, we're going to accept you as a person. We don't have to like what you do, right? I mean, I don't have to like, people's actions are, are like yeah. drunks, but I love the person. Right. Yeah. And that's, that's a reality there. So we're here for you. Reach out, yep. talk to us, um, do what you need to do. But today's uh, episode, dude, it's episode uh, 20. This oh. is episode 20. Yeah. That's wow. a, kind of like a milestone for the most part. Sweet. Yeah. Everybody that's been with us. Thanks for hanging out with us. Yeah. Um, give us more topics and, and really we appreciate you through 20 episodes yeah, and through our audio issues <laughs> and the crazy and the lispy episodes. Yeah. From the, uh, the previous in the basement to now in our own studio in the With basement. Awesome mics and <laughs> awesome everything. So and even so our own intro music and everything else. So, uh, once again, this is a dadvocacy, dadvocacy podcast and I'm Ryan and I'm Tristan for joining us. 